Welcome to Beautiful Baggage, confidence, wellness, and wisdom through travel and everyday adventure. I'm Stephanie Martin-Taylor, your guide to this podcast journey. Thanks for joining me. Hello, everyone. Hope you're doing well. So today, just in time for Halloween, I'm going to talk about something that might seem random, but I promise it will make more sense as we go along. We're talking today about sound and its power to transform so many of our experiences. This is a favorite subject of mine because, as some of you know, I spent many years as a radio reporter and news anchor. And to get good at my craft, I had to learn to use sound to bring life and texture to my stories. Now, this podcast is all about how to bring more life and texture to our lives through our travels and our day-to-day experiences. And I think paying attention to sound in particular can be such a useful tool for this. I thought today, just in time for Halloween here in the States, I would focus specifically on sounds that might be interpreted as a bit scary or at the very minimum, startling, if you've never heard them before. I know that might seem a bit random for a podcast topic, as I said, what is she talking about? (laughs) But bear with me. As you'll see as we go along, sounds that scare or sounds that jolt us, especially when we're in an unfamiliar place, can present a great opportunity for learning and cultural exchange between people from different places. I've had two experiences within the last month that really made me think about this. One experience was less than a week ago. As part of my job in San Francisco, I'm in charge of producing a convention every year. Now, this convention takes place on top of Knob Hill. You may know it if you've been to San Francisco. It's an area where tourists go to see some of San Francisco's grandest buildings and most beautiful views of the city and the bay. And on Knob Hill, in the convention room I was working in, I was working with a video team that flies in every year from the East Coast, and they help with things like projecting images of the speakers on large screens that everyone can see, and making sure the video is working well with the sound system, etc. At one point when the room had gotten kind of quiet, there was this loud clang that came from outdoors, and sort of a whooshing sound and a rattle. And the head of the video team looked over at me, sort of startled, and said, what was that? I had barely noticed it. So I stopped and I thought about it. And I realized what he was reacting to. When I realized it, I started to laugh because I was like, oh my gosh, that's the historic cable car. That's the conductor ringing the bell. And you're also hearing the sound of the wheels on the tracks. The cable car line is right outside and it goes by every 15 minutes or so. So I thought it was kind of funny because that sound, that sound of the very famous San Francisco cable car is so iconic and so familiar to people who live and work in this particular part of the city. It's funny that someone would be startled by it, but it's unique and not something that you would hear in most parts of the city or the world. So I understand. And in fact, people come from all over the world just to have this San Francisco cable car experience. It's that unique. As I said, this video team comes in once a year to work on this convention, and they're not looking around, so I can see how this sound might have been startling and needed interpretation, and I was happy to do that. I had another similar experience, and this one was, I think, a little bit scarier for the person I had to interpret the sound to. 
This happened a few weeks ago. I was riding in a lift, which is kind of like a taxi. The driver was a young man with a foreign accent, not sure where he was from originally, and he also told me that he lived in Stockton, which is a city that's just a little bit more than an hour from San Francisco. He just drives into San Francisco every few days to drive his car and make money from picking up passengers, but he doesn't know all that much about the city. And at the time he picked me up, there was this group of blue fighter jets flying back and forth over the city, making very loud sounds. And he asked me shortly after I got in the car, is this normal? And he sounded a bit concerned. And just like I did before explaining what the sound of the cable car was, I stopped and and this time I didn't laugh because I realized how confusing this must be. But I smiled and I said, oh yeah, don't worry about that. that. Those are just the Blue Angels. And the Blue Angels, if you don't know, they're a group of US Navy pilots who come out to various cities um, all the time and, and they come to San Francisco every year to do air shows. And at this point, um, they were practicing for the weekend and I explained that to the driver. And he said, does this happen every week? And I said, oh, no, 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 just once a year. This, this is an event called Fleet Week. People go up to the roof to their apartment buildings, they have a barbecue, and they throw a party, and they watch the Blue Angels fly around in formation and upside down and all kinds of uh, really scary-looking tricks, and they, they fly over the city in the bay, and it's it's just a, it's kind of a party weekend here. And I found myself going into this really lengthy explanation just to make sure he could relax, because I know I can imagine being an immigrant to a new country and then driving into a city you're not familiar with and suddenly there's a bunch of fighter jets flying overhead looking like they're dogfighting from a scene out of Top Gun. That could be really terrifying. So again, I was happy to interpret. And actually, I've been on the other side of that kind of experience a number of times while traveling. I've heard things that have scared me in the moment because I didn't understand what I was hearing and I projected my own worst fears onto the sound until someone was able to explain it to me. For example, and actually this is a pretty intense example, when I was a radio journalist, I went over to Iraq in 2005 during the war, and I spent some time on a very large military base in a very dangerous area of the country. Almost every day, sometimes several times a day, insurgents would lob mortars and shoot rockets into the base. Most of the time they didn't hit anything, since the base was such a big place, but something exploding on or near you was a constant threat. One morning, I happened to be interviewing a U.S. Army chaplain, and I was talking to him about his job and what he did and how he helped keep his fellow soldiers calm during their deployment, etc. And at this point, I was starting to feel pretty relaxed just talking to him, and I'd been there a few days without incident. I'd gotten kind of used to life on the base. But then in the middle of the interview, there was suddenly this just very large explosive sound, just the sound of a huge explosion. And the chaplain stopped mid-sentence. He paused for a second and probably noticed the terrified look I must have had on my face. And after a second or two, he said, oh, that's a controlled blast. And then he went into an explanation of what that term controlled blast meant. Every so often, soldiers on the base would gather up bombs and other explosive devices that they had found in various places. They basically put them in a big pile and they would detonate them. This was their way of disposing of live bombs to detonate them all at once. And it makes this huge noise. And again, it was a routine thing on the base. 
But as someone who was there just visiting during a very active time during that war where there were a lot of bad things happening, I needed to have that sound interpreted for me very quickly. Otherwise, I was not going to be in great shape. So the chaplain did that, he explained it, and my heart rate went down eventually. I had another experience more recently when I was in Israel earlier this year. It was election season and tensions were mounting, and there had been reports of sporadic violence in the country. And on this particular night, I was at my hotel in Jerusalem, and I heard a bunch of very sharp popping sounds. It sounded like gunfire to me. And I thought, oh no, something really bad is going down. And I immediately jumped onto Twitter and I started Googling and every local news outlet I could find, I would look at their latest news and I was just scouring, scouring everything I could, trying to figure out what was going on near Jerusalem. And I couldn't figure out why nobody was reporting or commenting on these sounds that sounded so violent to me. Long story short, the next morning at breakfast, I found out from people on my tour who had talked to the locals that it was a fireworks show. And I felt rather silly because turns out it was the Jewish holiday of Purim, which I knew. <laughs> and I should have known it's a very festive occasion where kids dress up in costumes and people host parties. And I didn't realize this, but this was what I was hearing. It culminates with a big round of fireworks. So I had so unnecessarily lost sleep that night because I was projecting my own worst fears onto those sounds. I have many more examples from trips where I've misinterpreted scary or startling sounds and needed explanations later. And for the purposes of our work here, that got me thinking and wanting to ask you, what are some sounds in the background of your daily life, like for me the cable car, that you might need to explain to a visitor? What about sounds during holidays or other cultural events, like in San Francisco, the yearly Blue Angels performance? Have you ever gotten startled or scared by a sound that you didn't understand the context of and had to have someone explain it to you? And maybe they laughed with you, hopefully not at you. <laughs> Think about it. So happy Halloween, watch out for spooky sounds, and please take care of your visitors to let them know which sounds are the ones to actually really worry about. You'll have some interesting conversations and maybe have a learning exchange in the process, which is what collecting beautiful baggage is all about. Speaking of beautiful baggage and all things having to do with this podcast and the website associated with it, have you signed up for my newsletter? If not, please go over to yourbeautifulbaggage.com. You scroll down on the main page and you'll see a sign up form right there. And once you sign up, you'll never miss an episode because you'll get a weekly reminder. Thanks so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.